0: And welcome back to Two Fairs for the Avengers Reserve Podcast, Episode 9. And I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by Sad Boy Kerr. How are you doing today, Kerr?
1: I'm alright. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm okay, thank you. Little bit hungover, but we move. Fair um, enough. We are, as I mentioned today, sponsored by San Pellegrino. <laughs> um, it's going to be helping me get through the day, so...
1: Nice. Just Yeah, obviously sugar. big
0: celebrations here. Yeah. it literally is (laughs) I can see what you mean about the sour taste now took one sip of it and was like yeah that's not nice um but yeah big celebrations here because we've um gotten through to the groups gotten through the group stages of the Euros and things like that so we were out in full force last night it was great
1: love that yeah I saw your Instagram story
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it looked like a good time (laughs)
1: yeah
0: (laughs) uh you need to check Darren's actually, Darren's is the really, <laughs> is a really oh, funny really? one of me on there. Oh,
1: my days, yeah. okay. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I've actually watched this episode twice now, um, just because I tried watching it in the morning what? and it was quite light, and uh, okay. then I think I was just traipsing um, through it because of my hangover, so I was just like, I'll watch it again when I get in. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah i I probably should have a lot more in depth of this episode, but, like we were saying, like there's not really that many notes to take away from this.
1: yeah, but i it's not like because it was lacking anything. I actually think it was like the best episode in the series mm-hmm. so far. I think it was more so because like it goes into that like loki soul searching. But it's, like, for both of the characters, which I really, really liked. Yeah. I thought it was, like, I don't know. I really I really enjoyed this episode, honestly.
0: Yeah, I think there's, like, there's quite a a few elements which kind of make it interesting. It's just as well, like, I know that um, we said off, off camera that, you know, I kind of miss Mobius from this episode. But I can, you know, the void has been filled quite well by Lady Loki or Enchantress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think it it just has swapped it so well. It's just been a nice shift, um, which, you know, I guess Marvel are quite good at doing, and this series is definitely sort of keeping us on our toes um, mm-hmm. by doing so. But, um, yeah, really good episode, really, really good. Uh, definitely my favourite so far. And uh, I think yeah. this one as well... Maybe it's poor memory, but... You really get to see Loki's power, like how powerful he actually is in this one, um, him using his magic. I really, really enjoyed seeing that.
1: I agree. I I like that he's used it in a way that we haven't seen him do it before, you know? Like, the way he was just kind of, like, going like this and, like, throwing the people across the room. I was like, I've never seen him do that before. So I thought it was just, like, really interesting that they could still, like, add on to his power, even though we know... The character so well or like who the character is supposed to be you know
0: yeah definitely definitely um you know it was even like the little things with like fireworks like all we really yeah to the extent of his powers was kind of just like um what's it called like obviously you well, but he used the infinity stone didn't he to do mind yeah. control and things like that yeah. and then he would shape shift that's really what we know of Loki, that's what we know of him, but, mm-hmm. you know, to see little things, like, with the fireworks, and later on in the episode, like, he stops an entire building yeah. from, like, collapsing yeah. on them, um, I thought it was fantastic, really Yeah,
1: good. I, I really enjoyed it, and I liked learning about, like, the backstory of it as well, you know, mm-hmm. like, I didn't actually know that his mom, I forget his mom's name, but I, for, I didn't know that that was the person who taught him how to use his magic. I thought he just kind of, like, oh, figured really? it out himself. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know okay. why I thought yeah. that, but...
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Maybe it's, and like, then, explained uh,
1: somewhere else, but, like, I just missed it. I don't know. But...
0: Yeah, I think it is... It, it definitely is mentioned somewhere, but, you know, I, I can not pick out the very specific moment, but, yeah, it is mentioned that mm-hmm. she, his mum is the one who's kind of, like, teaches his Teaches him tricks and things like that. Um, yeah. Raised by witches. That line sticks in my head for some reason. Um, mm.
1: Yeah. But I don't
0: know if she says that to to four or. Um. What it is. Um. But yeah. Episode in general. You know, it kind of starts off, picks up really fast pace from where it left. Mm-hmm. Um, with Loki and Enchantress at the TVL TVA building. Um. Did it seem like they were gonna move that quickly to you straight away? Were you kind of expecting them to just try and take on the timekeeper straight away?
1: No. I thought she was going to, like, go somewhere else and, like, recuperate and then go. Also, I think it's very interesting because she knows so much about the timelines and, like, where each of the apocalypses are, right? And she Mm -hmm. has the... What is it? The the tempad They say it like 50 times in this episode. <laughs> she has the yes. tempad Yeah, yeah. And how, how the hell did she get that? And how the hell did she get all of that information without ever going to the TVA? And the reason why I say she's never been to the TVA before is because she didn't know that her powers didn't work there. So how yeah. did she get all of that stuff and all of that information when she's never been there before? And I have, I have like kind of a theory about it based on a different line later on, but it's really like a half theory. Like it's not like any, (laughs) any fully constructed theory, but should I just say it now or should I wait? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Go for
1: it. It's basically just based on, it's based on the, um, the line where she said the mission, she called her plan, the mission instead of saying it was her plan. So it makes me think that she's working for someone else who gave her all of this information and who gave her the tempad, you know.
0: Yes. And the um, only person
1: I can think of that she would be working for is Kang.
0: But is who sorry?
1: Kang. The the guy.
0: The... Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, because I was speaking with that about. Uh, Speaking about how they're gonna incorporate Kang at some point into Loki, because yeah. there's only six episodes for this, right? So I don't it's
1: know. Be we don't actually know soon. how many episodes there are. <laughs> no, We've I
0: really guessed don't know, have six, a clue.
1: but I have no idea.
0: How many was Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Was it six?
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: okay.
1: WandaVision was like eight or ten. I think it was eight
0: yeah yeah but that made sense because the episodes were a lot shorter, or most of them were
1: yeah true,
0: um but yeah, Kang to kind of like include him at some point, it's gotta be in basically the next episode or the episode after at some point um mm-hmm. which you know is gonna be it's gonna be really interesting, and yeah, I think you know she potentially could be working for someone like Kang, I think her working for somebody in general um very true. It's just difficult to know, because they touched on it as well in this episode and they talk a little bit later about what part of the timeline that she is from. Because yeah. is it where she could be, end up working for Thanos or...
1: oh yeah.
0: Like, I'm not saying that, like, she is working for Thanos, but I'm saying that, like, is she from the timeline where she's already worked for him? trying to take over Earth. Like, there's a lot of, yeah. kind of uncertainty around it. So the only thing there's a is, lot of possibilities.
1: Like, I think that if Thanos knew about the TVA, like, no one knows about the TVA except for people who work yeah. there or people who've been, like, captured by them, you know? So mm-hmm. that's why I don't think that it's, like, any... I don't want to say lesser villain because Thanos literally just destroyed the universe. But any, like, mm-hmm. I guess it is kind of like lesser, less like, less all knowing than the timekeepers will say. Like, anyone who's like under the TVA in terms of like power and like knowledge, I don't think it would be them. I think it would have to be either a rogue TVA agent or like someone like Kang who's like. The biggest time criminal in Marvel history.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well I mean Kang obviously does make a lot of sense considering we're expecting him to be incorporated. Um, There's still the potential for Mephisto but yeah it's just not a very... I don't feel like Mephisto kind of move. I think they'll want to make um, his inclusion a a little bit bigger. Um, So uh, yeah, I don't know. Kang. I think Kang. I think we'll definitely see Kang included at some point. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So Lady Loki. I really don't know what to call her because she doesn't like being called Lady Loki, but Sylvie. we call her Sylvie. Lady Loki.
1: Yeah, I think so. She said. She
0: said. Sylvie in the in the show.
1: I have a th- I have I have a thought that she's not enchantress yet. I feel like it, this is yeah. kind of like an origin story. Like she'll be given the name later, just kind of like Wanda was. But, like, yeah, we know it's Yeah, I was literally about her. to say, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kind of like with the whole, um, what's it called, uh, Torres from Falcon and the Wind Soldier, who's yeah. going to be the new Falcon. Um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly the, the sort of thing is what I was going to mention. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so they end up on Lamentis 1, which, according to Sylvie, or Lady Loki, needs to find a... <laughs> A way to describe her, but um, <laughs> it's the worst apocalypse that they could have visited. It's sometime in the future, the entire planet yeah. gets destroyed or moon gets destroyed. Um, what do you make of the entire being, the entire planet?
1: I. F- what do you mean? Like, Just like the what do I make of like setting, what's happening? I suppose, or the- okay, the setting. Okay, I really liked the setting of the moon. I think it was really mm-hmm. interesting. Because, I don't know, like, it had, like, it weirdly gave me a Western vibe at first, even though it's, like, dystopian. Like, it was the part where they are, like, kind of just wandering, and then they stumble upon, like, the little shack that the ladies, like, hold up in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is giving me, like, 50s Western vibes, and I don't have any idea why. But, and then it goes straight into like Blade Runner when they get to the city. And I just thought that that was very interesting. It also kind of gave me like 100 Games yeah. vibes when they were on the train. I don't know. I got a lot of different vibes from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they like mixed together a bunch of like dystopian, but also like, I guess traits that we usually see in like usual, like normal films. Like, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, I think it's, I think I can definitely see the the Hunger Games kind of vibe. For me, it was more just kind of seeing the transition between, you know, people who are very poor and can't really, like, the woman who has, like, her own house, which they, like, try and invade, is like a shack, you know? Yeah. Um, Like, it's very kind of run down, and then when they do get to the city or when they're on the train, it's very, you know, upper class, luxurious, um, and I think that was very important for Loki's character development because you see him sort of feeling for, you know, the poorer people and right at the end being like, all these people are going to die, they're just going to let them all die sort of thing. Um, Yeah. So I think that's just what I really enjoyed about the setting is that it's very run down and you kind of just see Loki developing a little bit of emotions, um, which is great. He's on his way to being his normal self, the one that we all know and love.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely. (laughs) I think that... Yeah, I, I, the outfits, too, of the people on the train, it was just, like, Mm -hmm. very Hunger Games, and I, I agree, I think that, like, we are seeing him actually, like, care about people, which Mm -hmm. I feel like, because in Asgard, there's not really, like, an upper class and a lower class, right? They're just all Mm. kind of, like, the same, so I feel like he also is not really exposed to that very often you know where there's like yeah. such a divide in like the classes. So I think I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think it is going to like trigger. It definitely did already trigger some kind of like tiny little bit of emotional response. Yeah. That like is going to yeah, like yeah, 100%. kick start it, you know.
0: <laughs> um they obviously managed to get on the train um by disguising themselves as a yeah. guard and things like <laughs> that. Um Great plan, you know, as Lady mm-hmm. Loki mentions. But uh what did you make of the entire encounter between those two? Or not not really an encounter, but the the conversation that they were in, um, you know, talking about their mothers, um I'm pretty sure as well. Like, I don't know if I, I again, like I watched it twice. Loki comes out as by, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice that made me very happy. Check in there.
1: That made me very happy. <laughs> And, like, right at the tail end of Pride Month, too. I was like, yay yay. <laughs> mm. um, I think it was very interesting because I did see, like, I did see something. I don't know if you sent it to me, but I saw, like, an article or something that was, like, this episode is going to introduce the MCU's, like, first, is it their first? I guess, kind of, LGBT character. I guess it is the first.
0: Maybe. Um, I know that, like, Ms. Marvel is... Uh,
1: yeah, I, that's true.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound great, but I can't remember. But she's, like, something. <laughs> <laughs> something very significant for she's She's part of that community, um, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. The entire community, uh, yes. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I did see something, and I didn't expect it to be Loki. That's what I was going to say. I was expecting it to be, like, mm. introducing a new character, so I'm really happy that it was a character that we already know and love. It makes me very happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, because, <laughs> it, again, it's that, you know, how are they developing a the character that we already know so much about? And I think yeah. it was just it was just a very nice addition. Um, you know, hadn't really given it too much thought, won't lie. And, uh, yeah. yeah, just a nice little nice little addition to, to add on to the character of Loki. I thought it was really smart. Oh um,
1: yeah, I love it. Makes me very yeah. happy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um they obviously speak about their mums and their sort of like different upbringings in a world. It seems that Lady Loki yeah. wasn't as close with um I'm forgetting her name. It's terrible. Um Odin's I wife. Loki's mum. Doesn't seem I keep like she wanted to say
1: Hella, but it's not Hella cuz that's yeah, th- the that's, sister. That's
0: what I keep going to saying. I'm like it's not Is right. Is it Hera? Um
1: I'm looking it up right now. I can't remember. Cuz I can't I can't not have the name. Uh,
0: but um yeah, they talk about the I'm going to butcher this. Friga. Frida. Yeah. No,
1: Friga with a g, with two g's Friga. actually.
0: Friga. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's the
1: Norse mythology. Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just really liked it and the fact that she knew that she was adopted. um, Yeah. It just kind of shows that like, even though they're the same person but from different uh, timelines, they still have so much different um, happenings in their lives, in their very different lives.
1: Yeah, it makes me kind of confused, I'm not going to lie, because, I don't know, I, maybe I just don't understand, like, how they explained the timelines, but it made it seem like every variant of Loki, every, like, different dimension that has a Loki in it, they have the same story. But obviously that's not true. So what it made me think was, like, because, like, part of Loki's life is, like, he's the reason he his mother dies, right? So yeah. was Sylvie somehow the reason that her mother died just really young? Like, did something happen when she was really young that she did or mm. that happened because of her that caused Maybe. her mother to die? It made me, like, yeah. go way too far into it in my head, and I was like, I can't think about this too much because I'm just going to spend all day thinking about this if I do. So it made me, like, wonder if something that... Something that Sylvie did when she was really young, did that cause her mother to die? You know? But, like, just differently? Mm-hmm. I It made me think too far into it, but I was just very... I don't know, because from my understanding, they're supposed to have, like, the same series of events happen in their lives, you know?
0: Yes, but, be like, obviously, because, like I was saying, like, they're from different timelines, and they're not completely the same person, and it does get a little bit confusing, but it is everything as the timekeepers are creating for them. Yeah. Um, so, basically, the timekeepers are just very messy people, is what we've come to understand, because you know, they're creating multiple different versions of people in different timelines and trying to stop the multiverse. But, you know, it gets to the point where you're kind of like, are they just, do they just want it to happen? Do you know what I mean? Um, Because why else would you create so many different versions of people to then um, set them on the path to create the multiverse? Um, It's a very, very confusing situation, but it goes into that whole, you know, time travel and things like that. which uh, yeah, we are going to cover a lot more over the next few episodes. Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh, obviously, yeah. we knew that definitely. this series was going to be time related. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, it is. It it just does get it just does get very very confusing. But I think it's just that it's everything as the timekeepers wanted it to go by. So I hope we just find out more about Lady Loki. Really.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I'm. Yeah. I'm expecting to find out more about her, like, her timeline and how her life goes, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, what did you make of... I can't remember at what specific- which specific point this was, but the, um, everyone who, like, works for the TVA are variants and, like, had a previous life. This, like, was mind-blowing for me. I was like, oh my god, that's a really big spin.
1: So, okay. I kind of thought it was, like, weird when we opened the show, right? Because Mm -hmm. it was, like, a very generic scene. It was, like, they're at a regular restaurant. They're friends. Like, whatever. And then when I realized that Enchantress was, like, kind of just manipulating her, I kind of thought it was weird because I was, like, okay, why, why would she bring her to a restaurant that's, like, normal. And I played it off in my head. I was like, okay, maybe it's just, like, the TVA cafeteria. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she said that, I was like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I just... I don't even... I don't even... Like, I was just, like, shocked. It makes me think that the TVA is, like, not... It's... Uh, not like the bad TVA. People. I think.
0: No, I do. Yeah. see it.
1: But like, maybe not even just the TVA. Like maybe because I don't know. <laughs> this this show is so You know how like we so were always looking like...
0: at Ravona being a bit of a like meddler though, and like playing things to Kang's yeah things. Like that's how we think that it will kind of turn out. Um, that's really kind of how I've seen it. Um, I think that she's just continues playing games by not telling anyone. The thing that just freaks me out is that everyone who works for the TVA is a variant, and they don't know about their past life.
1: That's what i That I'm was, saying. The,
0: like, the kind of real shocker for me.
1: So, okay.
0: They're basically prisoners. And yes. that's why I think it's Rabona and bringing in Kang very slowly but surely.
1: Which kind of makes sense, actually, if you think about it, because... Mm -hmm. the tva like they bring people in right we've Mm -hmm. never seen where they bring the variants like we've never seen like a jail or like any kind of like prison system where they keep the variants we only just Mm -hmm. see the bureaucracy of everything so it makes it makes sense to me it does make sense Another thing I was going to say this is kind of off kind of off topic yeah. but it's still on topic. It makes me think that Kang is kind of like an anti-hero. You know? Like he's sure. not a villain, sure. he's an anti-hero and I'm starting to think that maybe he's still currently a timekeeper. And he hasn't broken off from the timekeepers yet, you know? And he's playing Ravona and he's playing Sylvie to his advantages and kind of like trying to put things in motion to kind of put things the way they should be maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know because we don't know if the timekeepers are bad people or bad entities you know we just Mm. assume that because we've heard Sylvie's side of the story and we don't know what the grand scheme of things are Oh, fuck's sake! Yeah. Sorry, <laughs>
0: the stupid phone. <laughs> um, yes, I. Um. To some extent, yes. Um, the whole, uh, you know, the whole mission of Sylvie to basically going blow up like the timekeepers to get in there. It's, it's difficult as well because yeah. I keep remembering that we've seen the timekeepers, like very briefly seen the timekeepers and know what they look like and things like that. Yeah. Um. I think Kang just wants to, yeah, overthrow it, open up the multiverse and wants to be where the timekeepers are and have complete control of it. And I think that's what backs up the whole the, uh, everyone is a variant who works for the TVA and they're prisoners of time um, it just makes so much sense that it's a very sort of Kang move I believe
1: yeah. yeah it very well could be like he's the one who came up with that idea and then mm-hmm. but I just want to know I just want to know who Sylvie's working for because I know she's working for someone she has to be the, the word mission, I literally, that was, like, one of the only, like, four notes I had about this episode. I was like, why did she use the word mission instead of plan? Yeah. Like, she was like, oh, I don't get. It was when he was getting drunk. She was like, I don't get reckless on missions. And I was like, before it was your plan and now it's a mission. So, yeah was that, like, a slip up? Like, you know, I don't know.
0: I mean, I think it could very well be Ravona. kind of. it's Like I said, Like I just don't trust her completely. Um, and I think she is like a double True. or triple agent sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I do think that she's playing some part in it. But whether it's with Sylvie or just kind of, like I said, being a triple agent and working alongside Kang, um, yet mm-hmm. to really find out. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I just get that feeling that now, after we've spoken about it as well, that next week's episode is gonna be a blinder. Really feel it. Can see yeah. some introductions and just open everything up. Be fantastic. Um, we'll just Definitely touch on yeah. quickly. Obviously, they sort of they were unable to save the planet. That's what they were doing. They wanted to hijack yeah. the ark and fly it away. Um,
1: the you know, and that was,
0: again. Sorry. the
1: cliffhanger that ended this episode made me yeah. so upset I was like what the fuck like
0: yeah. <laughs> this is why I had to like, re-watch it though because when I watched it the first time I didn't really notice what was going on um, so when I watched it the second time I was like holy shit <laughs> yeah um, and yeah, yeah it's it, again it was just going back to that whole it's part of the, uh, the soul searching journey Um, which I'd like to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: loop back to um, because I think it's not only Loki on that journey it's obviously Lady Loki and I think that is the first time where you get to see Lady Loki show somewhat of emotion obviously it's quite a wide shot and it's not like a close-up but you can see that they're both a bit you know probably scared because their plan didn't go uh, their plan didn't work but also you know, they could have saved thousands of people, millions of people, potentially. I don't know how big the arc is, but... And they didn't manage to do it. So, yeah, I do think it's it showed part of that journey for Lady Loki as well.
1: Yeah, I think for her, it was definitely just, like, get me out of here. But for Loki at that point, it was kind of like, I need to save these people. Like, these people are going to die. And, like, even though he knew it was inevitable, it was, like, he still felt like he needed to do it. Which, like, we've never seen him show any kind of remorse towards humanity ever before. So, Mm. it was just kind of, like, really sad. It made me really sad. I was like, oh, Jesus. But. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of liked that they ended on just, like, the wide shot of her walking away and him just, like, standing there in shock. You know? Like, he was just as shocked and upset as every single other person in that crowd, you know? Like, everyone else had Mm -hmm. the exact same reaction as him. She was the only one who kind of just, like, walked away and was like, all right, well, shit. That's (laughs)
0: that.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, you could still tell that she had no remorse for humanity at that point, whereas Loki was, like, he, he realized that, like, he can't save these people now. And I think that mm. that is a big difference from just the first episode, Loki, that we saw, you know, where it was, like, sure. all about yeah,
0: 100%. Him. It's like I said, like, the development of a character that we've already had is just, uh, you know, it's mind-blowing, really, in three episodes. Um, yeah. Because he's come a- a- along s- such a way so far. Um, so, yeah. Brilliant! I I can't wait. I really really can't wait for next week's episode. Um, rating yeah. out of ten before we forget, because we always forget to do ratings, or we did forget to do the first one. Um, so yeah, your um, rating, I want to say
1: I want to say nine. I thought it was nice. really yeah, good. Yeah yeah. I thought it was yeah. really really good. I'm yeah. I'm. I probably. I don't know if it's gonna be my favorite episode. Obviously, because we haven't seen the rest. So if it yeah. if all of the other ones just kind of like not fall off, but like if they're more so the more so like the first two I guess, then this will probably yeah. be my favorite episode. But definitely as of right now it's my favorite episode.
0: Definitely. Yeah, no. I agree. Um so far so good. Uh definitely my favorite episode of the bunch. Um would probably rate it a good 8.5. I think, you know, it is it has got me very excited to see those next three episodes. Um whereas mm-hmm. before, like I was kind of a bit don't get me wrong, like I was looking forward to the next week to the next episode of Loki, but I wasn't kind of Yeah, you know, jumping for it and you know waiting um eagerly for it, I suppose. <laughs> really hard to word it. I don't know why. It's not words yeah. coming <laughs> out today. <laughs> um, must be the hangover, mate. It's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that those next few episodes, that's why i kind of gone for 8.5, because I just get the feeling that they're going to be big. Um, and I just really hope I'm not yeah. disappointed. That's all I can say.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I
1: don't know. I don't think Marvel okay. disappoints very often, so.
0: No, yeah. I don't think so. Like <laughs> I, I don't want to obviously go too far back in the Loki series where episodes one and two were like okay they weren't like amazing yeah. but Loki again was as we've mentioned was one of the most hyped about series I feel um had a lot more yeah. promotion and we knew it had been coming for a while sort of thing so uh mm-hmm. yeah I think it's just partially that and now it's really uh up in the ante uh, It's fantastic um don't mm-hmm. really have too much news or predictions or theories we've kind of touched on our predictions um in this episode anyway really um as long as as long as a couple of theories um enchantress theory we've kind of like touched on that so don't really need to re-mention it um so yeah the only bit of news i think it's pretty much
1: confirmed at this point (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah (laughs) um but yeah so the only actually bit of news is it's a, a rumor that is surfacing um is that Chameleon will be reportedly be a villain in Sony's upcoming Craving the Hunter movie. Um, which is okay. an interesting interesting addition. Don't know too much about Craven the Hunter, but we have mentioned him no. before on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. Um
1: I think we have. I don't remember like when a... or why, but
0: yeah, I, that's I why do I'm i struggling name. to um Yeah, Notable Alias' Spider-Man. But uh, yeah, look excited to see that Sony is still kind of producing their own version of these types of things. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I thought they were sort of like done and dusted. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be an interesting move, definitely. I'm looking forward to just kind of seeing those sneak peeks, um, who gets casted and things like that. but mm. good to know that Chameleon will be a part of it, for sure.
1: Definitely, yeah. Cool. <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, I think that is everything for today. Um, like I said, very much looking forward to next week's episode, but thank you very much for watching uh, or listening on Spotify. I always struggle to word <laughs> those two together, but uh, please be yeah. sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe if you're new on YouTube. Uh, You can also check the links in the description, you can find Cares' channel and Twitter on there. Also be an annotation on the screen where you can click through to her channel, Uh, go subscribe to her, she does very good content as always. And uh, yeah, thank you and we'll see you next week. Bye.